This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Friday, September 9th. Former Atlanta City official Mitzi Vickers was sentenced to 14 years in prison on Thursday in connection to a pay-for-play contracting scheme that rocked City Hall in recent years. U.S. District Court Judge Steve C. Jones complimented Vickers, the longtime pastor of Emanuel Baptist Church in southeast Atlanta, for her years of commitment to the community. But he said that service could not make up for the harm she caused taxpayers in pocketing millions from ill-gotten contracts. Vickers, who at one time was hailed for helping former Mayor Kasim Reed win his first term in office, was convicted in March of nine of 12 counts from a federal indictment in 2018. Among the charges was conspiracy to commit bribery, money laundering, wire fraud, and tax evasion. She will be on house arrest until contacted to report to prison in Alabama. Her attorneys have said they plan to appeal. In other news, students applying to most of Georgia's public universities will not need to take the SAT or ACT exam as a criteria for admission during the next academic year. Sonny Perdue, chancellor of the University System of Georgia, announced Thursday that the college admissions exams will only be required at Georgia Tech and the University of Georgia, two of the system's most academically rigorous schools. The system's other 24 schools will be test-optional for students who enroll in the fall of 2023 through the summer of 2024. The system largely has waived SAT and ACT requirements during the COVID-19 pandemic, most recently in March. Purdue pointed to college enrollment challenges, as well as the threat of a lot of Georgia students going out of state to colleges that don't require the tests as reasons for extending the waiver. A discussion and decision on the future of the test requirement will take place in the spring. Up next, while the nation hears talk of a possible recession ahead, Georgia tax collections in August remain strong, continuing a record run for the state that has lasted more than two years. Personal income tax collections were up 19.5% over the same month last year, while gross sales taxes improved almost 12%. At least some of that is due to wage and price increases since August 2021, but Governor Kemp, who is running for re-election in November, is also touting Georgia's economic growth on the campaign trail. The state gets the bulk of its revenue from taxes on income and sales, and experts traditionally consider gains in those two areas a good sign for the economy. Overall, the revenue the state took in was up 8.5%, or $180 million, over August 2021, but even that was lower than it would normally be because Kemp is continuing to suspend collections of the state's gas tax to stem the impact of higher fuel prices. That decision saved drivers and cost the state more than $170 million in August. And a Fulton County special grand jury is looking closely at an election data breach some 200 miles south of Metro Atlanta. Legal experts say that suggests prosecutors are seriously weighing racketeering charges as they probe efforts by former President Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 elections. Jurors publicly disclosed that they were examining the Coffee County incident for the first time late last month, an acknowledgment that District Attorney Fonnie Willis's criminal investigation has once again expanded. The development was disclosed in a petition for the testimony of Sidney Powell, a Texas-based lawyer who briefly worked for the Trump campaign after the 2020 election. The document cites the GBI's recently launched probe into the Coffee County breach. Jurors are requesting evidence of any communications or contracts with Powell, who hired the company to work in Coffee County, and L. Lynn Wood, an attorney who challenged election results in Georgia and elsewhere. 
Spoken Layer.